Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this week gone by, for this new day. We thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace upon our lives that you renew every single day. Your love that is ever constant, that is unchangeable. That no matter what we can do, you are the creator, the maker, and the God of the entire universe. We are but one tiny speck in all of it. And yet you are so much interested in our own lives individually, personally. You take personal interest in each of us. Teaching us, showing us the way. And you give each of us your spirit. Help us to know you more, Father. We want to come closer to you. To feel that love firsthand of what you have towards us, how we can love you back in the same way, to love like Jesus loved, to reach the realm of Galatians 2.20, of living the way he showed us, the template that he recorded for us in the Bible, that we can always go back to his life again and again through that word. Until we understand it out of our limited understanding, when you give us your revelation, Lord, your understanding you pour into our hearts, that wisdom you fill into us. So that what we were otherwise failing to see, now when we reach that point, when we are ready for it, you show, you reveal it to us, those gems hidden in your word that we can then take and align ourselves with. We thank you, Father, for all of that, for your mercy that you keep us protected, for your grace that you raise us up in our weakness, for your understanding and revelation and teaching, Lord, that you help us humble ourselves in times when we try to raise ourselves up through pride. We ask forgiveness for all our sins, for our failures, for those crowns that we did not surrender, Father. We look upon our King for mercy. We ask for mercy, Father. And we thank you that you call one, each of us, Lord, this morning to be with you. You fill us with your grace as we empty ourselves. You fill us with that fresh filling of your peace, your joy, your love, and your grace that brings that favor upon it even though we don't deserve it. You do not look upon us with your eyes of judgment, but you give us another opportunity and you give us your spirit as well to help us overcome, to help us rise up, and to help us walk with you in your light. We share that very same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, in this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians that do not yet personally know you and all those that do not want to know you and have walked away from you. That their hearts be opened. We ask for that quickening, Father. We call on your name in confidence, knowing that everyone that comes to you shall be delivered, they shall not go back empty-handed. We call on the name of the one who is the lifter of men, 
the maker, the creator of all things, the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us, that we shall be found lacking nothing when you are our shepherd. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who is the word himself, the light of the world, the one who is our wisdom, our sanctification, our righteousness, our redemption, the one who is our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of freedom, the spirit of victory, the spirit of truth who guides us into all truth, that truth which sets us free. It is he who quickens us to receive that revelation and wisdom from the Father. It is he who has made his tabernacle within our body and gives life to that mortal body. That we are now able to live a life in the kingdom and in the spirit. Father, we thank you for, for the gift of your word and your spirit. For the gift of angels and destiny help us. We thank you, Father, that you always complete every good work that you have started in us. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing something new today. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every provision that we need in the physical and every spiritual gift as well. Not in accordance with what we deserve in our judgment. But you said where you lack, there you ask. Especially giving the example of wisdom. That you would give it ungrudgingly. The full measure. Not in accordance with what we deserve. But your full measure. In accordance with your riches in glory. Through Christ Jesus. We thank you God. As we make our prayer and reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, every person that is part of this prayer meeting, and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Jesus. We declare that as our barricade in the spirit, that every force of wickedness that comes against and near it, let it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I declare that divine exemption, we prophesy it in the name of Jesus over these, this praying family, Lord. I command that angelic protection. In the mighty, unmatched, all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day and we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for life and death is in the power of our tongue. And we thank you for that grace to choose life. 
Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein it is excess. And the minute we are told this, the first thought that would come to many is what 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12 starts with. I have the right to do anything. But look at what it says further. It says, not everything is beneficial. We need to have that discernment and recognition of what is and what isn't beneficial and how far. Just as Paul says, I have further on in the same verse now, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And if we do not keep a control, then it is not too far before it creates that stronghold and becomes a master over that part of our life. That indulgence becomes overindulgence. The question for us today is, what are you permitting to be a master over you? And although I'm calling this reflection today gluttony and overindulgence, I'd like to stretch it across all aspects of our life. What are you permitting to be a master over you? Notice I didn't say who are you permitting to be a master. It is what that we are reflecting on. This is within our own nature now. Is it our stomach? Is it certain habit? Many times the enemy is not external. It is within us. Our own flesh. And its desires which we have allowed to grow. And I was just listening to another teaching this morning. And there the preacher compared it with a pregnancy. Compared sin with pregnancy. He says that period of gestation of sin is just like a pregnancy. It will start and it will gradually grow. And you will know. You will see the signs that it is growing. And at every stage, you have the ability to abort that sin until it is fully born. Until that desire is fully born into sin, we get every opportunity. We get every notification, every red flag is raised. What you do during those red flags decides whether it will become full-blown sin or it can be aborted early in its stages. But what does the Bible say about those who only care about food? I'm just going to use food as that example now. Philippians 3 verse 19 says, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. For their mind is set on earthly things. That's where he starts broadening the aspect now. He starts off with the example of stomach, but he says their mind is set on earthly things. That's why watching our indulgence becomes important. And if we cannot conquer or control those desires, then we are already in trouble. Look at the example the Bible gives us. 
very common and famous example two brothers Esau and Jacob Esau gave up what was his prophetic birthright just for a bowl of stew he gave up his birthright for against his hunger where is your priority in your life like him is it hunger and now that hunger cannot just or may not necessarily just be for food it could be hunger for a whole lot of other things what are you giving up for that hunger what is it that you did not realize yet so far and you have been giving up already what are you compromising on for that food that feeds your flesh mind you we are not talking about those who are starving now we are talking about those who already have and yet have no control over it to the point that it is becoming into some form of gluttony and i might even go a step further and compare it to idolatry we are talking about those who are only concerned about enjoying themselves look at what ezekiel 16 was 49 says he compares it to the sin of sodom now here it says now this was the sin of sodom she and her daughters were arrogant overfed and unconcerned they did not help the poor and needy is that what my life currently looks like then i fall in that category of gluttons and overindulgent so when we are overindulgent in food and drink then it becomes gluttony any such excess is not only harmful to our health but it then becomes sin we are reflecting on the lines of ezekiel 16 verse 49 and as we have already seen in philippians 3:19 above it is some it is also a form of idolatry that was there said their god is their stomach your god could be any such thing that you have let it form into some kind of addiction some kind of compulsion for some it is also pornography what does gluttony result in let's have a look at what the bible says proverbs 23 verse 21 says for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them with rags proverbs 28 verse 7 says a discerning son heeds instruction he listens to his parent but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father so it brings shame and disgrace deuteronomy 21 verse 20 also associates gluttony with stubbornness wastefulness and rebellion now you look at the others we've seen the story where jesus talked about the house swept clean and then the wicked spirit that brings seven others you can look at what other spirits the gluttony brings it brings stubbornness wastefulness rebellion next one titus 1 verse 12 links it to laziness you see how it affects the other aspects of life 
they will become too complacent and then all these other things start to take over earlier we have seen it also talks about arrogance ezekiel 16 verse 49 there where he described the sin of sodom he said they were arrogant overfed and unconcerned arrogance is the other one companions of gluttony that bring downfall now from the sin point of view matthew 24 verse 38 and 39 Jesus compared the last days to the times of Noah. He said, For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. They were enjoying themselves. They were being indulgent up until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now that's a scary outcome. Do you see how he talks about or paints a scene of people being busy in their own indulgences? That they are not being alert to that time which quickly sweeps upon them in judgment. The time of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, this is not just reflecting on our food habits, which is reflecting on any indulgent nature that we carry and knowing where to draw the line so that we are not overcome by it and do not become a slave to our own passions. Now, one caveat to this is being overweight. But often tend to be judgmental and say people that are overweight often eat too much. I'm sticking again with the example of food now. But that is not necessarily gluttony. It could be a health limitation as well. So for us, the note there or the lesson there is do not judge others. This is more a reflection on our own self, our own habits, our own indulgence. Gluttony is not about weight or about size. And it is up to us to be on the watch out. Again, I say it, look within, not without. What does the Bible warn us and teach us here? We see Romans 13 verse 14, which says, Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And I'll leave us with that scripture there to reflect upon what we need to be doing instead. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that wisdom, that understanding, that opening of our eyes, that discernment to look within so that when we look in your mirror, the Bible, and we look at our own lives, and you, O Holy Spirit, convict us and point out to us those areas where we are bordering on gluttony and overindulgence. And you show us, Lord, the way. We ask for that strength to fight against it, to resist the devil until it tires and flees. To hold on in faith, to make amends, Lord, with the grace that you are ever willing to pour out when we come in repentance and we speak 
against that habit. We, re we renounce it out of our own will. We know that you are ever willing to help, Lord. We ask for that grace, that discernment upon our own lives. We ask for that edification in our spirit. As we pray for spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day will undergo any kind of procedures. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for sin. We come in repentance, Lord, and we plead your mercy we plead the blood of Jesus over all the lives of all these that we now raise up in prayer. We ask for a quickening, Lord. So your word in 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if your people turn and repent and renounce, then you will hear from heaven and heal. Not only their person, but you will heal their land, their circumstance, everything. We come in that repentance, Lord, and we intercede for our brothers and our sisters that we have raised up in prayer here, ourselves as well, Father. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We ask for a performance of your word, Lord, which says, what you have joined together, let no man and no spirit divide. We curse every such spiritual wickedness and cast it out of these lives that we now pray for. We pray also for all those that are battled, that are uh, facing all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness. We call ourselves Christians and yet there is prayerlessness that has overtaken us. The ignorance that has kept us away from knowing that truth, that we are prayerless. The poverty and busyness, the poverty that has brought us that busyness in our lives. That we are seeking just to struggle and get by, only to be able to pay our bills and not rise above and beyond. The strategy of Pharaoh still lives on in your people, Father. We plead the mercy, your mercy, Lord, over these lives. That every such yoke, every such bondage be broken by your yoke-breaking anointing that we ask to be released over each of these, Father. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved this day. Quicken them, O Lord, that they might call on your name that they might repent and turn from their wicked ways. And when you hear and heal, Lord, you give your free gift of salvation. Everyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other, knowing and holding on to the promise that Jesus gave us, that what we ask in his name as that prayer of agreement that the Father will do for us. We hold on to that, Lord. We believe that we have already received in the Spirit, and we look 
to the manifestation in the physical as we release our faith now, knowing that this prayer is made under an open heaven and is supported and sponsored by the Holy Spirit also who prays with us when we pray in the Spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using that gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Be bold and unmute. Speak one syllable, start with one syllable and ask him to take over. Let us make our prayer in the spirit now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Rasta <laughs> Sita 
In the mighty, all-powerful, matchless name of Jesus. We declare this, Lord, 
we believe we have received and we say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for answered prayer. The words that were put on my heart this morning as we were praying. I am your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Listen to my voice. The scripture that's been put on my heart is from Romans 1, 24 and 25. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words that are put to me are from the book of James, chapter 1, was 13 to 15, which is what we covered also in our reflection today. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections that he shares every single day, 365 days a year, on all our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and on our Telegram group as well. Also by the Bible teachings every Friday and our daily rosary and divine mercy. Please share those with your family and friends. The recordings of the, the divine mercy and rosary session, the Bible teachings of the Friday evening sessions and these morning encounters with the Lord are uh, recorded and are stored on our YouTube channel, on our podcast, on Spotify. As also They are also posted every single day on our Facebook page. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that, Father, let that be filled in us. And let us step out. We ask for that grace for boldness so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing testifying to your love for us. What Jesus the Lord has done for us. Be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.